I Heard the Bells, words by Henry W. Longfellow, music by John B. Kalkin. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. I heard the bells on Christmas Day, their old familiar carols play, and wild and sweet the words repeat of peace on earth, good Well, you're listening to Quad.Rocks, God, the World, and Other Things. I'm Kenny Price, your host. Our mission, you've got it, advancing equilibrium in the midst of an agitated world. Well, according to my Christmas countdown clock, it's only 83 days, 5 hours and counting until Christmas Day. You can get your own countdown clock by clicking the link in the show notes. I found the public domain audio recording on archive.org which I have mentioned many times on this podcast. It's an amazing archive website. I would say it is the ultimate archive website in the entire whole world, and that's saying a lot. The recording is courtesy of LibriVox, Acoustical Liberation of Books in the Public Domain. This carol is from the Christmas Carol Collection 2010, performed by various volunteers. The vocalist is Megan Kunkel. The lyric of this classic carol is, of course, by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. I'm so thankful for people throughout history who took time to write books, compose poetry, and write songs for all of us to enjoy. This entire podcast today is possible because of the preservation of such powerful, life-inspiring creativity from the past. Take time at the end of this brief episode to allow the last minute of this song to encourage you. I'm excited about the next episode that focuses on a world without Christmas. Maybe you think it's a little corny to think about Christmas on the 3rd of October, but like the musical Mame declares, we need a little Christmas now. Hey, this is Season 12, Episode 246, 246, title, The Power of Private Prayer. Subtitle, Are You a Closet Christian? This is reading number six in the 20-part miniseries, Voices from the Past, made possible by written permission of General Manager John Rawlinson and publisher of The Banner of Truth. Full copyright information of the daily devotional book, Voices from the Past, Volume 1, edited by Richard Rushing, is in the show notes, along with a hyperlink to the publisher to order a copy of this book for yourself. Background information for this episode and a bunch of other helpful stuff is also there in the show notes, so I encourage you to check it out. For the full introduction to this mini-series, listen to episode 236. Today's reading is found on page 35, February 4th, and is taken from the works of Thomas Brooks, Volume 2, pages 164 through 174. Not much is known about Brooks except what is gleaned from his writings. He lived from 1608 to 1680 and was an English nonconformist Puritan preacher and author. He was licensed as a preacher of the gospel by 1640, and though chosen as preacher before the House of Commons on December 26, 1648, in 1662, he was at odds with the crown over the violation of the Act of Uniformity passed by the Parliament of England. As an immediate result of this act, Brooks and over 2,000 clergymen refused to take the oath and were expelled from the Church of England in what became known as the Great Ejection of 1662. The Act of Uniformity 1662 prescribed the form of public prayers, administration of sacraments, and other rites of the established Church of England according to the rites and ceremonies prescribed in the 1662 Book of Common Prayer. 
Adherence to this was required in order to hold any office in government or the church, although the new version of the Book of Common Prayer prescribed by the Act was so new that most people had never even seen a copy. It also explicitly required Episcopal ordination for all ministers, including deacons, priests, and bishops, which had to be reintroduced since the Puritans had abolished many of the features of the church during the First English Civil War. It's interesting to note that against the massive pressure of a political mandate from the central government for public conformity to the form of public prayers and fundamental religious rights that Brooks penned these words on prayer. He wrote, But when you pray, go into your room, Matthew 6, 6. These words of our Savior are plain and to be taken literally. Here we have a positive precept for every Christian to pray alone. Closet duties declare sincerity. The more sincerity, the more the soul will be faithful in the closet. Where do you read in all the scripture that Pharaoh, Saul, Judas, Demas, or the scribes and Pharisees ever poured out their souls before the Lord in secret? Secret prayer is not the hypocrite's ordinary walk or trade. There is great cause to fear whether a heart is right with God, whose devotion is only spent among men. Only sincerity will enable a man to make a trade in private prayer. When we pray in public, there are many things that might bribe and provoke a carnal heart. Pride, vainglory, applause, or a great name. A hypocrite in all his duties trades more for a good name than for a good life, and a good report than for a good conscience. Like fiddlers more careful in tuning their instruments than in composing their lives. In private prayer, there is no such influence. God will reward his people outwardly for their faithfulness in secret. He will reward them here in part, and hereafter in all perfection. He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. They that sow in tears secretly shall reap in joy openly. Private prayer shall be rewarded before men and angels. How openly did God reward Daniel for his secret prayer? See Daniel chapter 6, verses 10 and 23 through 28. God in the great day will recompense his people before all the world for every secret prayer, tear, sigh, and groan from his people. In that day, he will declare to men and angels how often his people have poured out their souls before him in secret places and will accordingly reward them. Ah, Christians, if we really believed this, how we would be in private prayer more frequently and more abundantly. And with that, my friend, I bid you peace. I Heard the Bells, words by Henry W. Longfellow, music by John B. Calkin, sung by Megan Kunkel.